Good morning, and welcome to the River of Life Sunday Morning Podcast. If you're local to Wakulla County, we'd love to see you and worship with you in person. Our service times are Sunday at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. God bless you, and we hope you enjoy the sermon. If you can't get excited about Jesus, something's wrong. And some exciting things do happen around this church, but to me, nothing is more exciting than baptism. Baptism is such a special time. Uh, Our God is still touching, convicting, drawing, and saving souls. Uh, Two weeks from today, we'll have a baptismal service. Have you noticed that we're having a lot of baptismal services around here? Amen. Amen. Uh, If you need to be baptized, do you know of somebody, please contact us, the church office, or contact me, and uh, we will make sure that we get uh, that person on the list. Well, this morning, I want to continue talking to you about something that I believe will become somewhat of a theme in my ministry, at least for a season. For lack of a better title, I'm just calling it passing the test. Now, this will be part two, and if you missed part one, then you can pick it up on YouTube. Praise the Lord for YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's used for some bad stuff, but we're using it for good stuff. Now, if you remember, when I closed the message out last week, I gave you a passing the test challenge. You remember I said, take your iPhone or or connect with me. Uh, And just give me a testimony of passing the test. And uh, I got all kinds of response, a lot of response. I got videos, I got text, I got phone calls, just a a lot of testimonies of people passing the test. Uh, I'll share some of them with you. Now, we won't actually pull the videos up and we won't share names. And uh, I'll just tell you, but every one of these testimonies... uh, came out of this church. The first one, I wasn't sure about it at first, but I did kind of like it. It said, this is what it says. I have had some tests today, but nothing video worthy. Tomorrow is a new day. (laughs) Let me tell you, any test you pass for the glory of God is video worthy. Uh, This one will actually pull up on the board. It was just three letters, just three letters, but boy, did it communicate a lot. Pull it up. I flunked again. Wow. Wow. Now, I tell you, when I first saw that, I, 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 I kind of thought, well, wait. I flunked again? And then I realized we all do. And I also realized that the person who sent this realized that they did fail. And they understood that it was a test. And, and, and half the battles won when you get there. When you begin to understand everything, every word, every text, every interaction, everything we do is a test. And sometimes we fail, don't we? Um, do you understand that Christian maturity can be defined this way? It is a decreasing frequency of sin in our lives. It's not being sinless. It's sinning less and less and less. We're, we're growing. So when you, when you fail the test, you repent, you get up, 
and you do better next time. How many of you really feel like you heard the message, and, and, and if nobody raises their hand, I'm going to be terribly embarrassed, but you heard the message last week, you begin to understand that things are a test, and this has been a better week for you. Hold your hand up. There you go. Thank you. Maybe that was just kindness, but thank you for doing I've been doing better. Man, I've been seeing everything as a test. I've really been doing good. I, I've been sweeter to my wife. I mean, I really have. I've been offering, offering to cook her breakfast. I've been making her coffee. And not, I'm not exaggerating. I, I, I honestly believe that my whining and complaining has been reduced at least 50%. I can feel it. I'm, I'm doing better. Here's one that blessed my heart. Uh, someone sent me a video and said, the Lord told me to do something for someone else. Told me to do it by a certain time. I, I obeyed the Lord. I did what the Lord told me to do. I did it at the time the Lord told me to do it. By the way, immediate obedience is extremely important. I did it when the Lord told me to do it. It became a blessing to another person. And then they said, I passed. This is what was said on the video. I passed this little test. That was the only thing I disagreed with. That's not a little test. When God tells you to do something. And you do it. And you obey. That's not a little test. That, that's a, a, a big test. I got one video that I really liked. And I mean, they, they thought this thing out. This was staged. And it's okay. Camera's on her face. The first thing she says is, the Bible says that we should exercise self-control. And then the camera goes from her face to a big old, huge, beautiful platter of cupcakes. <laughs> and then the camera comes back to her face. And she said, I passed the test. I did not eat a cupcake. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on. Now, you know as well as I do, there's nothing wrong with eating a cupcake. But there is something wrong with us when we cannot exercise self-control. And there are seasons and times when we have to say no to ourselves. The Bible talks about our belly being our God. Your belly can't be your God, folks. And you pass the test. Did I hear some groaning when I said that? I, th I thought maybe... Maybe I did. Hey, let me tell you, this blessed my heart as much as anything. When I came into the worship center today, an eight-year-old walked up to me and said, and, and I leaned down, said in my ear, an eight-year-old now, I've had many tests this past week. I said, have you been passing with a big smile? Yes. Don't you want your eight-year-olds to know that life is a test? And that we're to be passing those tests. Uh, a, a faithful man in this church came up to me and he just shared this story with me. He said he was on the internet and something caught his eye. And he almost clicked on it. Then he remembered everything is a test. That this is a test. And rather than clicking on it, he clicked out of it. 
That was perfectly timed, wasn't it? (laughs) Hey, Christians, isn't it time that rather than clicking into the world, isn't it time for us to click out of the world? Isn't it time for us to do that, to start passing the test? And I'll tell you, if we want people to click into the church and meet Christ and find this glorious thing that we've found, we better start clicking out of the world. Because if we look like them, act like them, talk like them, do what they're doing, we have nothing to offer them. I'm telling you the truth. Oh, here's one. I'm just kind of picking and choosing. I got a video, and and now I'm quoting... Somebody got crazy mad at me. Not just crazy, not just mad, but crazy mad. Do you know somebody gets crazy mad? Yeah, yeah. Somebody got crazy mad at me. And I looked at them and said, my preacher preached about this last Sunday. I'm not sure that's the right tactic, but they probably just get mad. I don't know. My preacher preached about this last Sunday. All I can say is, I love you. Yeah. All I can say is, I love you. Listen, the enemy has a defense for everything we say and do. But he can't handle love. Not the love of God, he can. When we behave like the enemy, we're no better than the enemy. But when we behave like Christians, we light up the world. The light shines and God gets the glory. I had to read this one twice before I really got it. But boy, I love this. In big uh, caps, it says, I passed the test today. Excuse me. I passed the test to stay focused and continue working when my boss left the office. (laughs) One more time. I passed the test to stay focused and continue working when my boss left the office. Folks, that's biblical. The book of Ephesians says, don't just work when your boss is watching, but obey all the time as the servants of Christ. Man. I got one where the wife called me and said, you're not going to believe what happened. She, she shared, she said, we were in a situation and she said, there was a lady in front of us. And she started raising Cain. She was out of order. She started acting ugly. She said it was enough to frustrate anybody and and make anybody mad. And she said, my husband just stood there. He didn't say a word. He didn't respond. And it got worse and worse and worse. And he still didn't respond. And uh, by the way, friends, we don't have to correct the rest of the world. And then they sat down at the table And he looked at his wife and said, do you think that was a test? (laughs) Let me tell you something, friends. Yes, that was a test. I I, want to read a scripture and I think we can pull this one up. James 1.26. Let this one stick with you today. If you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is set with me worthless. I don't care how much you sing. I don't care how much you teach. I don't care how much you preach. I don't care how many tracts you hand out. If you are in a bind, if the heat is coming down on you and you can't control your tongue, you are deceiving yourself and you're not deceiving anybody else. 
They all know it's worthless. I need to move on, but these are so good. So I got, I got this text. Hi, Pastor Henry. This is, they give me the name. And I'd like to share my test story with you. I'll try to keep it short. So I got some berries from the store yesterday to make smoothies to last a few days. Early this morning, one of the kids accidentally dropped and spilled the organic blueberries all over the floor. I still went ahead and made the smoothies with the strawberries instead and put it in the fridge. A short while later, the same kid comes to me she, and tells me she accidentally stro- uh, dropped and broke my smoothie jar on the floor. At that point, it clicked. This is a test. Thank God I heard your message yesterday because I actually remained calm through it all and passed my test. Now, one of the things I want us to understand as we, as we focus on this thing about being tested, it's all a test. And, and, and the Bible has all kinds of scriptural teachings. Proverbs 16.32 says, He who is slow to anger <clears throat> is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. You see, part of passing the test is just being able to control your own spirit. You know, I was thinking about dropping the berries and breaking um, something. Friends, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but in a fallen world, things fall. In a broken world, things get broken. In a sin-sick world, mistakes happen. And there is nothing any of us can do about that to change it. Nothing at all. But what we can do, what we can do as Christians is we can understand that we live according to a higher standard. We can walk in the spirit. We can walk this thing out in a dark world and we can pass the test. And the enemy will lose his power and ability to get us upset. And that is so very important. Well, in my study, I just have to tell you on this subject, I have been blown away by how many times the Bible talks about us being tested, Uh, uh, about the importance of being tested, about how significant it is for us to be tested. And, And I'll share some of those scriptures with you Now, but I'm telling you, this is such a major subject. I'm rather disappointed that I have not seen this sooner in my Christian life and especially as a pastor. Uh, James 1.12 says, those who pass the test are the ones who love him. And so that's, that's, that's just amazing to me. You, You say, pastor, that can't be the case. Uh, Yeah, it is. Jesus said, if you love me, you will what? Keep my commandments. That's a test, isn't it? We can't make the Bible say what we want it to say. We have to let the word of God say what it means and mean what it says. Jeremiah 17.10 tells us that God tests our minds. Just the way you think, the way I think. God's going to be testing us. 1 Thessalonians 2.4 says God tests the heart. What's the, the motive of your heart? Do you really have a humble heart? Do you really care about other people? 
Does ungodliness really break your heart? He, he will test our hearts. Deuteronomy 8.2 is an example where God tests people to see if they would obey his commandments. I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It's all through the Bible. And, and here's when I'll actually read the scripture to you. Um, it is the testing of our faith that produces growth and maturity. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. The testing of your faith. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. You understand it? Your, your faith has to be tested. Your belief system has to be tested. It's important. Please study your Bible. Please stay in a Bible study class. Uh, uh, please spend the time that you need to understand the truth of God's Word. But child of God, understand, you will never grow in grace. You will never become what God wants you to be until you take these truths that you're learning and put them to the test in your everyday life. You have to do that. You have to flesh it out. <clears throat> you see, it's the testing of your faith that produces maturity. And then here's one that I don't like. Do you ever find a scripture in the Bible you just don't like? I mean, we can be honest. I do not like this. But, but I can't deny that it's here. Testing is normal. It is not strange. Beloved, do not be surprised. This is 1 Peter 4.12. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Testing is normal. This is normal. When you're going through something in your life that's difficult or hard, you're going through a difficult time, a hard time. Friends, don't get spun out. That's normal. You say, Pastor, you mean this chaos and confusion I'm going through right now is normal? Yes, normal. You see, here's the way it works. The moment you signed up for Christianity, the moment you humbled yourself before a holy God, the moment you repented of your sins, the moment the blood of Jesus Christ washed over you and made you a new creature in Christ, that very moment, you became an enemy of the darkness of this world. The world as a whole does not like you anymore. Everything you believe flies in the face of the world. And between now and the time you get to heaven... The enemy will be throwing everything he possibly can at you. He wants to steal your victory. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to stifle your witness for the kingdom. And listen, all of that is normal. That's the normal Christian life. But oh, remember this. Remember this, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Remember this, you are more than a conqueror through him that loves you. 
And remember the words of the Apostle Paul when he said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? All of those are tests. Those are tests. And then Paul says, No. None of that can separate you. Remember this, every day, everything that comes against you is a test. And it's not just a test, it's a test that you can pass gloriously. You say, Pastor, that's a big statement. No, it's not. I know you can pass it. I know you can pass it gloriously because I know the Bible. He that is in you is greater than he that's in the world. You have it inside of you. For some of us, it may have been dormant for a long time. And maybe God's having me to preach these messages to stir up something that's in you. But if Christ is in you, no matter what the enemy throws, you can win. You can win. Well, let me give you a... Let me give you another one. The... The tested genuineness of your faith is more precious than gold. Did you, un- you understand that the Bible teaches us that you going through a test of your faith is more precious than gold? Listen to this, 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, <clears throat> so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You being tested, you passing the test, is more precious than gold. Child of God, do you want to give glory to God? Do you, do you want your light to shine in a dark world? Do, do, do you want to live in such a way that it impacts your neighbors and it impacts your co-workers? How about this? It impacts the children that are growing up in your home. Do you want that to be a reality? Then, friends, you have to take hold of this thing called Christianity. You have to take hold of the word of God. You have to take hold of the truth that's in the word, the holy principles, the holy standards, the holy precepts. And you have to put those things to the test in your own life. And when you do, your life will begin to shine for the glory of God. I'm going to keep hammering this for a while, but I just want to go over some areas. Some. This is a short list. There's a long list. Longer than I can give you. But I'm going to give you a list of areas where you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested in your obedience. God, God will test us in our obedience to see if we'll keep his commandments. And God will let you. Now remember, Satan tempts. But God tests. So you'll be tested in the area of your obedience. You'll be tested in the area of your faithfulness. Not just today. Not just doing the right thing today, but will you do it today? Will you do it tomorrow? Will you do it the next day? Will you do it when everything in you is rebelling? Your human nature is rebelling against you. Will you be faithful? You'll be tested in the area of courage. Let me tell you something. The devil can throw some scary stuff at you. But you know why God doesn't worry about that? Because he knows he's got it. And he knows if you trust him, that he'll see you through. 
If you'll just trust in the Lord with all your heart, not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him, he will direct your path. You'll be tested, there. You'll be tested in the area of integrity. I, I had uh, one man sent me a, a text or a video, I can't remember now, and basically he said that he was talking to somebody and he called them by their last name and they said, oh, I'm so amazed that you remembered my last name. And he said what he had done is he glanced down on a piece of paper and he saw their last name. He said, I didn't remember their last name. Integrity. You know what integrity says? No, I didn't remember your last name. But it was written down and I saw it. He said, that's a little thing. No! Integrity is doing the right thing every time. That's integrity. You'll be tested in the area of your friendships, who your friends are. I I don't know why, but I feel like this is for somebody today. Did you know that the Bible says, do not make friends with an angry man? Listen, we're to minister to everybody. We're to love people. Uh, We're to be sacrificial. We're but in your inner circle, you should not make friends with angry people. You'll be tested in the area of self-sacrifice, the area of putting others first and doing without yourself. You'll be tested in the area of worship. Not do you worship because everybody worships something. You'll be tested in the area of whether you're really worshiping God or not. You'll be tested in areas. Uh, listen, I, I really don't think this applies to anybody at River of Life. But one day you may stand before the Lord and the Lord said, you weren't worshiping. You were observing other people worshiping. You were just looking around while they were worshiping me. You never gave your, you'll be tested in the area of worship. You, you'll be tested in the area of morality and sexual purity. America is in a love affair with perversion and sexual immorality. And that means that we're going to be tested over and over in that area. You'll be tested in the area of guarding your eyes. The Bible says that the eyes are the windows to the soul. Listen, if it can get through your eyes, it can get to the heart of who you are. You'll be tested where you guard your eyes. You'll be tested where you guard your mind. Will you you walk through the day and bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ? You're going to be tested in your mind. You're going to be tested in your, your gratitude, your spirit of thanksgiving. I tell you what I've found out in my own life. I bet it's true in your life too. The closer I get to the Lord, the more thankful I become about everything. And the farther I get away from the Lord, the more I grumble and complain and thanksgiving evades me. Oh, friends, you're going to be tested in the area of giving and generosity and alms and helping the poor. We have a biblical responsibility to do that. You're going to be tested in the area of just trusting the Lord. You get a bad report. Uh, the finances are bad. Uh, any number of a thousand things that you can't figure a way out of it. Do you really trust the Lord? You'll be tested in the area of, of, of rejoicing in the Lord always. Really? Always? 
I mean, do you really believe the Bible says what it means and it means what it says? Always. Always. No matter, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what the report is, no matter how difficult it is, you rejoice in the Lord. You're not rejoicing about what went wrong. You're not rejoicing about the bad report, but you are rejoicing in the Lord. Your focus is on him. I got to tell you, I believe God loves it when we rejoice, but I believe it's, it's special to our God when the chips are down and we're praising him and we're glorifying him. Listen, you're going to be tested in the area of not being a stumbling block to your brothers and sisters. The Bible spends a good bit of time dealing with this. You may have permission to do it. You may have the latitude to do something. But if it causes your brother to stumble, guess what? You back away from it. You put the weaker brother before yourself. You'll be tested in there being a stumbling block. You'll be tested in the area of love. And I'm not just talking about loving those who love you. The Pharisees did that. I'm talking about loving your enemies. I'm talking about blessing those who curse you. I'm talking about doing good for those who hate you. I'm talking about praying for those who persecute you. See, it's all in the Bible. Oh, it's time for us to, to, to... To get into this book and tear it apart again until everything in it gets infused to our spiritual DNA and we know what it's talking about and we start living it out. Listen, it is not enough to know the truth. It is not enough to study the truth. It is not enough to sing the truth. It is not enough to preach and teach the truth. The only thing that will radically change your life and bring glory to God is when you take hold of the truth and you start living it out and you apply it in your everyday life in every situation. Now, here's the question. And I know some of you may be thinking about this. Doesn't this fly in the face of grace? I mean, really? This is all about grace. I don't have to do anything. God does everything, right? You know better. No, this does not fly in the face of grace. It's all about grace. Grace is about bringing us out of darkness and into the light. Grace is about restoring and transformation and transforming failures into faithful children of God. That's what grace is about. Brother Derek is one of the greatest Bible teachers I've ever sat under in my life. He says it this way. I love this. I love this. We're saved. If you've been under his teaching, you can probably say it with me. We're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Listen, you'll never hear anything more biblical than that. But listen, that grace and faith is what transforms us out of the mess we're in and into the children of God that he wants us to be. Hey, I've got a slide I want to pull up. Listen to this. Only God can turn a mess into a message, a test into a testimony, 
a trial into a triumph, a victory into a victim into a victory. Only God can do that. Now, you say, well, wait, you just said we have to do it. I'm telling you, only God can do that. But he won't do that in your life until you start taking your Christianity seriously. Until you start applying the truths. And I want to tell you, when you get serious about the word of God and and you start taking every little conversation seriously and, and you start doing with everything in your heart and mind and soul, you are going after the truths of God and living them out in your life. Grace will pour out on you like you can't imagine. And I can tell you, if you do that, Your mess will one day turn into a message. Test into a testimony, trial into a triumph, victim into a victory. Listen, on your own, you couldn't do it. With God, you can. That's grace. That's grace. Here's one that I really love. J.I. Packer, who just recently passed away at 93, said this. The truth is that though we are justified by faith alone, the faith that justifies is never alone. It always produces fruit, good works, a transformed life. That's the truth. Last Sunday, I finished preaching my message. And a dear lady in this church went straight home and my wife and I went to grab something at a fast food restaurant. And by the time I got there, her testimony had already popped up on my phone. And this is what she said. She said, I heard your message. I went straight home. I called my two sisters and I asked them to forgive me. I passed the test. Oh, now. I sent her a text back and I said, doesn't it feel good when you pass the test? You see, the devil wants you to think that that kind of obedience would, would uh, belittle you. Oh, but it doesn't. Grace starts flowing and grace. And she responded, I don't remember words that talk about how good it feels. Oh yeah, and she said this, God is an orchestrator. You know this, don't you? She said, one of my sisters I apologized to told me she went to church today and her pastor preached on the same thing you preached on. God will hit you from both ways, folks, I'm telling you. A faithful couple in this church, and I've asked permission to share this. A faithful couple in this church tells this story. He said he was in the bedroom and said his wife came in crying. Immediately, he thought, what's wrong? What's wrong? Is something, is anything wrong? She falls down on her knees by the bed. And she said, it's me. She said, I've been blaming you. I've been blaming the world. I've been blaming my attitude. I've been blaming everything on you. She said, I've been disrespectful. And she said, it's me. And she said, I repent. I repent. And she repented. By the way, folks, I just want to tell you, I'm just, please don't get upset with me. If you're still blaming somebody else for what's wrong in your world, you're failing the test. Because God's going to deal with you 
Now, that doesn't mean what they did was right. But you're failing the test. And this, this wife gets on her knees and repents. And uh, this, this is neat, you know, us guys. I asked him, I said, how have things been? He said, amazing. It's just been amazing. Friends, when we do what God tells us to do, it is amazing. Would you bow with me in prayer? Passing the test. Passing the test. I'm hoping and praying for all of us. I know I'm taking this journey. I don't care whether you're eight years old or 80 years old. Isn't it time for us to start passing the test every day, every step? Isn't it time for us to stop acting like the world around us and start acting like redeemed, born again, spirit-filled children of God? Isn't it time? Isn't it time for us to stop making excuses? Isn't it time for us to let our light so shine before the world that they see our good works and glorify God? Oh, friends, what I'm talking about is the real Christian life. The real Christian life. On every level. Work, marriage, recreation, television, internet, uh, children, parents, every area. Father, in Jesus' name right now, Lord, I'm praying that you will catapult this church into a walk with you. Uh, Even where we're being tested, we know we're going to be tested anyway, but where we get tested and proven that we love you, that we have been born again, that the one who's in us is greater than the one that's in the world. Father, would you bless us? Help us us to make a commitment, every one of us, that today, today, we're going to begin a walk, passing the test, blessing others, pleasing you, glorifying our God. In Jesus' name.